0: Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev.
1: And I'm Jack.
0: Let's talk about the baseball season and playoff predictions. Yeah, the limited 60-game MLB season. Many would say that's plenty, but people like me (laughs) was about 102 short. I'm going to come in with a hot take off the bat. Oh, shit. Aside from what would actually make
1: sense for players having enough time to get into the groove and all that, in terms of just
0: watching, I felt like 60 was good. Like, I was okay with it. I didn't hate it at all. I would say it was nice, short, and sweet. Very jam-packed. Mm-hmm. If teams didn't play, it was like a rare day off. Or it was probably like suspended for COVID or whatever it is, you know? Right. So it was jam-packed. I didn't hate it. There was always something to watch, whether your team or another team. It kind of worked. Especially with how late it started. I'm not mad at it i can't complain really
1: yeah i mean i think that in a typical season which like you said usually 162 it just feels so long and i'm not necessarily complaining about it but i think it's also a reason why some people have a hard time getting into baseball i mean there's a lot of factors we're not going to go into that
0: but there's just so many games to watch over the course of a year you know see baseball People see it as a sport, but it's really a way of life, you know? <laughs> it's the sport of life. You know, football, 16 games, short and sweet. That's the live fast, die young mentality, you know? Short careers, <laughs> everything on the line every week. That's a lot. But baseball, you know, it drags. It's like life has its ups and downs, you know? Your team could be winning, but then they lose 10 straight. But then they could come back. You know, it's a roller coaster. It's like life, uh... However, this season <laughs> was very different. Yeah, I mean, that roller coaster
1: you're talking about, it's just so amplified in a shortened season. One even three-game loss streak is like
0: a 10-game loss streak. Yeah, exactly. Everything was way more high stakes. So baseball became more like football. And for a baseball fan, that's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Um, and especially with like all the little changes that I guess we can touch up on right now with the short season came a lot of interesting little workarounds on things that baseball has been playing around with before that since it was the COVID season baseball and the commissioner were like fuck it let's try it yeah I mean first off before we get into the rule changes on that
1: note of like COVID and stuff how did you feel about the no fans in the stands the whole season I mean, while I was watching, I heard the
0: fan. (laughs) (laughs) And if you were watching the Fox one, you saw some virtual ones. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's weird. Like, I think it's something I only really paid attention to, like, the first game or two. And it was because it was, like, a topic on podcasts and news and, oh, yeah, Yeah. the fake fans and the crowd noise, blah, blah. Quickly after, I kind of got used to it or didn't even, like, pay attention to it. Most of the time when you're watching on tv anyway like yeah the crowd does go wild but they were doing crowd noises too and most of the time you're kind of in your own head or like yelling right. in your own house or reacting yeah. that you don't even pay attention to the crowd noise so suck not going to games if i could say that i missed that shit. but the fake fans fake noise no crowd didn't face me i, I don't want to pro it or con it really i'm like in the middle <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I would go as far as saying it's better than having fans there. Wow. That is, like, probably too hot to take. But I will say I really don't care at all. And, like, in a way, it makes it, you know, something different and interesting. But, like you said, you know, some people were complaining about it, like, on podcasts or whatever, where they're like, oh, this season's so boring without fans. Like, it's so quiet. Like, the announcers have nothing to talk about. I'm like, dude, who watches a baseball game and is like hanging on to every word of the announcers like it's straight background noise
0: sometimes i hate journalists (laughs) except your mom obviously you know (laughs) no one in the summer family but uh yeah i just felt so exaggerated to the point where it was like that like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) like it's not a big deal oh no yeah but ufc oh it's great and i'm like (laughs) <laughs> UFC also, like, I watched a fight and it's fine. Yeah, it yeah. works, but why is this even like a conversation pass again, like the first couple days? Yeah, it's just so ridiculous.
1: I can watch a baseball game on mute and just have my own stuff playing. I don't need, I'm not listening for three hours to the announcers expecting content from them.
0: Yeah, I mean, most of the time when I'm watching a game and let's say you're not in the room. Yeah. you know, I'm not trying to be rude and shit. Most of the time, I, like, have headphones on. or whatever. Right. If we're, like, watching together and shit, yeah, maybe I'll, like, pop them off or whatever. But I don't need to hear fucking Michael <laughs> K., who's the Yankees announcer. And especially not Joe <laughs> Buck. <laughs> like, oh, it's about to get worse for the playoffs. I'm not ready. I do also really like A-Rod, but I could do without his voice. You're one of the few, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like him as a player or person, but yeah i don't enjoy him as an announcer but yeah we
1: can move on okay so now the actual rule changes
0: i mean let's just hit some of the main ones to start off i guess let's go big there's a dh on both leagues which means is a designated hitter in the national league mm-hmm. pitchers who's the guy that throws the ball they tend to hit and they're usually not the best hitters because their whole life they've been told to pitch <laughs> and only pitch and they're trying to save their arm when they get to college and stuff so in the national league you pretty much get an easy out every time the pitcher comes to hit and for i don't know how many years people have been trying to push for a dh and again COVID season came through so everyone's like hey let's test it out you know it's COVID season for the arms for the people let's do this and i don't know what do you think i've been waiting
1: forever for this and i didn't think it would come this fast but I'm glad it did, and I think this is one of the COVID rule changes that will stay. They were just waiting for an excuse for it to happen.
0: Yeah, so that's one thing. I guess we can also do it as part of this episode is that a lot of these rule changes are things that, again, baseball has kind of talked about before. Right, they were like in progress. In the World Baseball Classic or in college baseball. Or Or minors. The minors that could possibly one day come through. So I guess we can vote on whether we like it and whether we'll see it in the near future or not. Yeah,
1: I mean, DH and NL, major pro, and I think it'll stay, like I
0: said. I'm with you on this one. I'd have to agree. It's something that the game needs. Everyone knows NL games are, some will say, a little more boring. I'd say a whole (laughs) lot more boring. Uh, They just tend to be slower, and I think putting a DH in there would help a little bit. I also don't understand the argument, like, don't you want more power hitting on your team? And don't
1: you want to save your pitchers from getting injured? Like, it's just so backwards to me to even argue the
0: opposite way. Yeah, the dumb arguments are like, oh, what about when that one time in the year when a pitcher hits a bomb or whatever? Yeah, that doesn't justify it. Two, it's like, oh no, you know, it's the strategy, like, it's harder to... (laughs) No, like, (laughs) chill out. Um, So that's a no, and like you said also... I think it's something we will for sure see very soon in the game next year i don't know but i think within two years we can see it well they have the cba negotiations at the end of
1: next year right after next season i think so yeah maybe it would wait one more year but who knows
0: it's like they're they're writing the terms and
1: conditions right now (laughs) you best believe that all right next up we got runners on second base in extra innings to start off the inning so Basically, and we talked about some of these in the preview episode of the season, but just to kind of rehash it. So basically, in baseball, you play nine innings. And then if it's still tied, you go to extra innings where you just keep playing until someone wins. You know, if you're the home team, you get a chance in the bottom of the inning, etc. But this year with this new rule, each team, once you hit extra innings, starts with a runner on second base. So basically, the idea is to speed up the game because Teams will get runs faster. But now seeing this in action, and also this won't be happening in the playoffs. They're
0: taking this off the table. But from what we saw in the regular
1: season, how do you feel about it?
0: Low-key, I'm not mad at it. This is something they did in the World Baseball Classic the last time it happened. Who knows? That shit was ages ago. (laughs) I think the (laughs) minors, they may be, or at least in some of them, Yeah, I think some, or college. I don't know. They do it. It kind of works. It speeds it up. Both teams are getting the same... Chances, I guess you can say. Yeah, you can get lucky because basically the person that goes to second is like whoever batted last in the inning. So if you have a faster player, blah, 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 it works. It speeds it up. If there's a negative on it, is that it made like super anticlimactic like endings to games. <laughs> Cause- but people say that to me, I think it makes each one more
1: interesting not necessarily for like the very ending but it makes each half ending more interesting Intr-
0: no yeah because you're like in it right away like oh, hey hit yeah. and that's it you have the lead i completely agree but it was almost like the players felt like they didn't right. have to walk hard for it. No, I know what you mean. And
1: there was, like, I remember one Yankee game specifically where people were complaining, like, that was the most
0: boring walk-off of all time. <laughs> yeah, like, they got the hit, and they just, like, walked off. Maybe two high fives. And <laughs> like, literally thing. walked off. <laughs> when you're used to seeing, you know, the Gatorade bath and right. tearing a shirt, blah, blah, So you didn't see that, but I think it's also part of the season. Like, if this were to happen in another regular season yeah people would have gone crazy yeah and if it was like a somewhat of an important game or a rivalry series whatever i mean i think if it was in the playoffs people would be pissed yeah so yeah that goes or this would go with my opinion on it is that i'm completely fine with it in the regular season and i wouldn't be mad if they even implement it for the regular season but i do think that Might be too much to keep for playoff, even in the future. Like, if they do it two years from now, keep it in the regular season just to speed it up. I don't want to see no 18, 19, fucking six hour inning game. Play the game. If it's a playoff, yeah, battle it to the fucking death. But. So, you said you're low key not mad at it. Well, I'm high key for it.
1: Like, I think it's just. Like, I get the complaints, but to me, it's just so necessary and I really like that it creates like a division between the regular game and extras. Like to me, if you're not able to finish the game in regular time, there should be something that makes it like a change to go into extras. Like if you just think of if you were designing a game from start, I would want to have some type of separation between that. I mean, even in the NBA, they don't play another 12 minute quarter, they play five minutes. And that makes it much more interesting. And Not saying it's the same exact thing, but there's like a difference there. And I just think it makes it a lot more exciting to watch. Like to me before, if I heard a game was going into extras, it'd be like, fuck, like this could take so long. Even when you're at the game, it's like, oh, I'm trying to like go home and who knows when this will end. Like you're trying to decide how long to stay. And this just makes it like if a game's going to extras, it can be instantly exciting to watch. So I'm all for it. I think the pros very much outweigh the cons and even for the playoffs, I'm for it. So I'm fine with it not being there this year because they're trying to like ease into it if it even ends up going into permanent position. But I don't know if it'll actually happen because there's been a lot of hate from coaches and players, but...
0: Yeah, I'd say this is one of the ones that I don't see happening soon. Not that it would never happen, but... I mean, people have also talked about like it being implemented in like
1: the 14th inning instead or something, which maybe that'll be first or the 11th or whatever.
0: Right, right. No, yeah, I get your point. Um, Yeah, unlike the DH where I could see it happening within the next year or two, this one could happen, but probably not within a year or two. Then we also have the seven inning double headers. So if you know, baseball, nine innings. Sometimes a game gets rained out, canceled, postponed, whatever. So teams play two games in one day, takes a toll on players. Obviously it's a long day. It's a long game. So for the season, they made seven innings. So two innings shorter on both games, just trying to speed it up, make it faster. And they were also played almost like back to back, like maybe take a 20 minute break and then start the next game, which I'm not mad at, Uh, but yeah, seven inning doubleheaders. I don't really see how you can have
1: much of a problem with this. Like this one, I think will get implemented almost 100% because players, it's like a little bit of a toll off. You're still playing a ton in that day. You get to have like pitchers who might even throw a complete game or just at least having to use less of your bullpen. I just think it's like a win-win for everyone. And if you're watching the game, it's also less of a time commitment, but you're still getting tons of baseball. So... I don't see why it's a con really besides maybe the nerds who are like oh no now that it's seven and in games it's like the different stats, stats yeah uh which is like I get the argument um but. but that's already messed up now with you know the runners on second and extras like we were just talking
0: about like let's mess up baseball let's get it a little messy the nerds are something else <laughs> just like journalists uh <laughs> which tenner? also be the same thing in baseball you know the nerds are the journalists in baseball but i'm also not opposed to this again you're getting two games in one day still gonna be freaking like over five six hours of baseball yeah how much more do you want they always throw in like a shitty ass lineup in one of the games one of the games is also not your best pitcher because you had to find a sub again you're just trying to like hit the numbers so why not keep it just seven innings and not make the game look even worse so pro making this rule happen and it could happen i could see it happening pretty soon
1: so those are some of the major ones the other big thing is the change in playoffs for this year
0: yeah there's a good amount of changes in the playoffs but first off the easy thing to notice is that more than half of the baseball teams are (laughs) in the playoffs
1: yeah there's 30 teams in the league and 16 made it Which is, for people who don't know, usually for the past, like, decade, it's been 10 teams.
0: And that's including wildcard.
1: Right. Which is kind of like the,
0: "Eh, you barely (laughs) made it,
1: you know? And those have been, for, again, people who don't know, like a one-game, one-off thing to get into the playoffs, really. Sudden death. Like, some people don't even call it the quote-unquote playoffs. It's like a play-in game, which it, it is. I mean, you can argue whether it's under the playoff umbrella or not, but... It's for a chance to play a longer series in the playoffs. Right.
0: And this year, let's just blame everything on the commissioner. Oh, yeah. We Rob Manfred. To. <laughs> it's very... I mean, I believe football has it, but also basketball has it when it comes to eight teams from... I mean, in basketball, it's the East and the West. In football, it's NFC and the AFC. In baseball, it's eight from the NL. Eight from the AL. <laughs> I... I don't even know where to start with this. I don't really still don't really know how I feel about it.
1: Um, Well, how do you feel first about just the number of teams?
0: A lot. Yeah, it's like too much, right? (laughs) 12 would have been like, all right, fine. You know, one more team. Right. Or one from one more from each league or whatever. Make it 12, not 10. I don't know how that would have worked, obviously. 14, bro. (laughs) Less than half, you know? (laughs) Sixteen is now like, all right, literally half or more than half of the teams in this sport can make it. And for me, it takes away the special feeling of like working hard, especially through a fucking 162 game season. Obviously, we're talking about a 60 game season this year. But even in
1: this year, it was like a hard ass season to go through, like all the COVID precautions and just like lack of prep ahead of time. Like it was a lot. But you got sub 500
0: teams making it regardless that's what makes it like fuck this shit is like a joke because you're talking about teams that did they even have good streaks of winning no they probably just played like okay baseball the whole time and you're a playoff team i don't know it's kind of strange again it's shit that you kind of see like in football where you see eight and eight teams make the playoffs or in basketball with like one game over 500 and you can make the playoffs but In baseball, we're used to fucking seeing like 90 win teams. That's like the line what it takes to win, which is like, I don't know how many games over 500, whatever it is, but it's one of the bigger changes for me mentally when it comes to all these rules where it's like, fuck, like, I don't know if I like this at all, but I'm also weirdly okay with it only because it's this COVID season you know right well this one is very up
1: in the air in terms of if or how it'll get implemented in the future my feeling right now is that they will expand it but not at 16 like i think they'll get pushback and meet somewhere in the middle because this is all about money they just want more money for playoff revenue which is also less for the players and more for the owners so i don't know if they'll get 16 but they'll probably get some more but It's also like they didn't even do it off winning percentage only. It was like this complicated thing with first and second place in the division and then an extra outside of that, which we're not going to get into all that. No one cares. If you're into baseball, you already know how it's set up. But it's just like, I don't know, tainting is probably a harsh word. But like you said, it just diminishes the value of your team being a playoff team. And also, it's not just like little one-off wildcard games for the lower teams like every team is now playing a three-game series to start it off which i'm not crazy about either because so much can happen in the three-game series where a team that's not as good could easily beat you two out of three and we'll get into some of those matchups but people complain about the one-off but i don't think three is much better
0: so it's just like a mess It's tough. It's baseball. It's one of the reasons why it's my favorite sport. Anything can really happen. Like, all these players are professional for a reason. And unlike other sports, I mean, again, we're comparing, like, other American sports because it's the easy thing to do. But in basketball, like, the good team is mostly going to win over the worst team, you know? Like, yeah, let's say, I don't know, the bad team... Say the Lakers play the Knicks, the Knicks could beat them one game because they hit a lucky three pointer or some shit. But if they play a series, (laughs) that's most likely the only time they're gonna win is if they get lucky or some shit. The team would adjust. In baseball, that shit don't happen. Like there's slumps. You can just have like a great pitching night. There's so many more factors that like a bad team could beat you like ten times, even if you're the best team. Playing a three game series makes it fucking scary.
1: Yeah, and even. The Pirates, who were one of the worst teams this season, and we're not going to be talking about them because they didn't make the playoffs. But all their wins this season, again short season, but they were all against teams who were in the playoffs.
0: Insane, yeah. <laughs> so that, that just says something. That shows you, yeah. Like, could call it luck, or I don't even know, but yeah, that's like a great example. That's part of baseball. You can have this pitcher, for example, like Garrett Cole, pitcher the Yankees just got. Hadn't lost a game in fucking two years or something, like 25 straight wins. He can one day have a terrible game and two or three home runs, and that's a loss. Or the other way around, where, like, you have a badass, like, terrible ERA pitcher, a guy that is undrafted, and he throws a no-hitter. Right. Shout the out Cubs. Alec Mills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's the fucking strangest game, but it's fucking beautiful. And so what also makes it fun and scary at the same time, so... No matter what team you're playing, the worst team or the best team, you always have a chance to lose, but obviously also have the chance to win. And like you said, it making it a three game playoff just puts everyone, including the Dodgers, who are like the best team on fucking like skates. Everyone's right. scared right now.
1: I just think there should be, if you're going to do the three game thing, it shouldn't be every team. There should be an initial round of like... Right. The bottom tier teams who have to play to then play further, you know? Like it's eliminating that factor of it that was there with the one game wild cards before. And with this whole setup, when you have the Dodgers, who are an incredible team, and then a super below team, it's just like, why did they have to go through the same thing?
0: Yeah, like imagine the fucking Dodgers loops in the first round. Yeah, that'd be that'd crazy. That'd be insane. <laughs> and again, to compare it to something else in football, that's the bye week. So, usually the team with the best record, they don't even play the first round. It's yeah, like, exactly. Hey, you guys fight it off. You know, catch me on the second round. Right. That's why we won all these games so we could chill and watch. There should have been some sort of formula like this for baseball. Yeah. I do agree with that. Also, they're trying to call the playoffs a bubble,
1: which is just bullshit because it's not a bubble. They're going to try to do some at like neutral sites, but Rob Manfred also talked about possibly having fans watch like it just so much that just doesn't make any sense. I don't really want to get into it but MLB just don't call it a bubble. I know it's like a popular term but just stop it. The NBA set the bar super high. Yes. NFL set the bar lower making the MLB look better but just whatever. It's been all right. It's
0: improved. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah not a bubble at all. It's something else that they're like jumping in the bandwagon with kind of how they've set up the playoffs also just with like naming this a bubble seems like baseball's trying to do what other sports are doing correctly right they want people to be like hey yeah you too baseball you're doing good and it's like no fuck you rob uh, <laughs> you're not doing that good but anyway so with this setup like i said there
1: are these neutral sites and there's different procedures with hotels and stuff but The initial series are going to be played at the home of the higher seed, but then they'll go to these neutral site places where the AL will go to Cali for Dodger Stadium and Petco Park in San Diego, and then the NL will go to Texas for Minute Maid Park in Houston and Arlington, or Globe Life Field in Arlington, where the Rangers play. And both the Texas ones have retractable roofs also, but... But there already were no fans, and there's definitely still an advantage to playing in a field you know, and certain fields like Yankee Stadium has a short porch and other stuff where it would benefit, but like we've been saying, it's already a weird season, so I don't know, it's whatever, just let it happen, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm not too mad at it. It is a more controlled environment, I guess, even when it comes to weather and stuff. You know, you're playing in Southern California, so you're not going to expect rain um, fucking all no, rain snow hail more fires could happen though if <laughs> get crazy in the air fuck i didn't even think about that Sweater grass for like a month <laughs> but i guess yeah slightly more controlled i'm in southern california luckily the fires aren't the craziest as they were near the bay area but that's beside the point they have like the roofs and stuff so Obviously rain, not that it rains much over there, if anything. It's mostly, like, heat and all that shit, but it's controlled. I'm not mad at it. Technically not a bubble. Maybe it will also be a start of, like, these destination playoffs like we see in the NFL where you kind of know where the playoffs are going to be played or the Super Bowl is going to be played Mm -hmm. even before the season starts, and it could become, like, a whole thing for your city. Kind of promotes the game around the U.S., There's, like, a lot of good, but also, I don't know, if some teams will want to do it because, let's say, like, Yankee Stadium probably makes fucking millions during the World Series, just selling tickets and stuff that they wouldn't be able to. But, yeah, I'm not mad at this whole setup, really, and, again, especially for this season. That all being said, let's jump into
1: the playoff matchups, and with that, we'll also... Talk about stuff that happened during the regular season with these teams or teams in their division, stuff like that, which, by the way, before we get into this, that's another thing we didn't bring up yet, that because of the way the season was set up and wanting to limit travel, teams only played within their division, so like their region of the country. So basically all of these teams, except for one of the series, haven't faced each other all year yet. So even though... We're more biased with the A.L. Let's start first with the N.L. Yeah, ladies first. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So first up, team we mentioned, the Dodgers, probably the kings of the league right now, expected favorites, faced the Brewers, who barely snuck in, came down to the last game. They got in because of other team losses
0: like the Giants and Phillies, but they made it yeah so this is right here first scenario of best of the best projected to be the best probably the team that like everyone expected this out of them and they played exactly like it the entire shortened season shout out to the dodgers for that but also facing like the worst of the worst when it came to the playoffs a team that's two games below 500 to end the season i mean the dodgers are clear favorites yeah um Mookie Betts. I mean, there was like a lot of hype behind the whole thing. Who's now going to be a Dodger for many, many years? hmm I mean, is anyone picking the Brewers here? No. Not a single soul. I mean, Jelic
1: hasn't even had a good year. He's been terrible compared to last year's MVP-worthy season.
0: Yeah, he got injured last season, came back looking different. I don't know what it is. Hopefully, he finds it because I look he won every series to be a series, you know? Let it be fun. But probably a sweep
1: yeah and they only need two out of three so
0: <laughs> so it's a short sweep but i mean in terms
1: of the other teams that could have made it i don't know if they would have been the ac 100 percent because of the weird workings but if it was like the phillies or giants like phillies their bullpen has been terrible all year they wouldn't have done anything shout out Didi though performing amazing but the giants i think would have been more interesting than the brewers for sure and they have a rivalry with the Dodgers. Yaz, young Yaz, grandson of Kyle the legend, has been amazing this year. They have a lot of other good players. Also, shout out Hunter Pence, who just announced his retirement. But I feel like that series would have been so much more fun.
0: Yeah. The Brewers are one of the teams that I could really care less about. I mean, I really like Yelich that's it there's nothing i mean wrong. lorenzo
1: kane makes nice plays yeah. in center field
0: but yeah that's about it plays ugly baseball but <laughs> <laughs> he's a very good professional to say the least legend has it he started playing baseball like at 17 or some shit because he Damn. didn't make the basketball team It's some weird shit like that <laughs> crazy story i don't think i heard that super dope i mean it's one of those like cool stories that right. you hear but on a snap fun fact <laughs> yeah exactly um <laughs> just going down the list Let's go into a little something better, in my opinion. We have the San Diego Padres versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, the Padres are, I think, the team of this season.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a young, exciting team. They have the most popular player in baseball right now, Fernando Tatis Jr., son of another baseball player, Fernando Tatis Sr., and they've just been electric all year. I mean they were already like good last year and they were expected to be decent but they blew off expectations and they also had a big thing that was like a whole story where Tatis hit a grand slam on a certain pitch after they were up a bunch and there's this whole thing about the unwritten rules of baseball quote-unquote and just this back and forth between the old game and what's now and it was just ridiculous but it did draw more attention to them and to Tatis so that drew attention to them and etc and they also made a trade at the trade deadline probably the biggest of this year for Mike Clevenger from the Indians to add to their pitching rotation but he did have an injury setback right at the end of the year and it's possible that he can come back in the playoffs but looking unlikely right now and so that does kind of hurt them but but in terms of this series versus the Cardinals a three-game series I think they'll pull
0: through. Yeah, this is a fun one for me. I'm a proud Yankee fan, to the death of me. (laughs) But it's easy for me to say I wouldn't be mad. The Padres continue to win in the playoffs. I would root for them, you know? I'd agree with that. It's a team that deserves to be here. They made baseball fun this season. Like you said, this was probably the team of baseball for the year. They just seem to always be in the tabloids, you know what I mean, yeah. like front cover, whether controversy or just like having fun and playing and if a team could be the face of baseball, this would be it. And on top of that, they have what I think is possibly the new face of baseball and Fernando Tatís who you mentioned, his team like has it all. Good pitching, yeah, a few injuries came through late in the season, which will make it a little challenging for them, but The bats are there. Like, it's a team that could score freaking 15 runs on anybody. Yeah, they were literally nicknamed Slam Diego because they hit so many grand slams. I hate it now because it's overplayed, but (laughs) it's a fucking good name. Like I still like it. Yeah, like, it works pretty well. It's just one of those things where, like, you hear so much, you're, like, over it. But And then on the other hand, we have the Cardinals. (laughs) A team that barely made it. I mean, they were over 500, but... It's the fucking Cardinals. They're like a boring team. They're like the Spurs, you know, like they're just fundamentally sound. They play baseball the right way. They don't hit uh, grand slams when they're up by X amount of runs, you know? Uh, Yeah. That's the Cardinals. Also, no real exciting players like Yachty's still there, but the dude's like 48. I mean, shout out to the fellow Jack, Jack Flaherty. (sighs) Jack Flaherty's there, but barely even heard his name this season, even though he's supposed to be like one of the best pitchers right now shout out to paul not your dad but (laughs) Goldschmidt, fellow jew man you feel me he's jewish right i think so i think so let's leave it at that who's again probably one of the better first basements but they're just like super under the radar could win again but let's hope they don't
1: yeah and also the cardinals were one of the teams who had major covid issues this season like not the whole team but they had an outbreak and then Couldn't play for like two weeks and had to play a lot of these seven-inning doubleheaders that we talked about, which some people think made them stronger. Wouldn't necessarily disagree, but I think they've gone through a lot of wear and tear this season and don't think that necessarily benefits them for the playoffs. And then when you put them up against Slam Diego, I just don't think it's going to happen. No. all right, let's go to... Braves
0: versus Reds. When it comes to having two teams that are arguably about the same level of fun, I think this is it right here. You have the Reds, who have a bunch of great players and characters. I mean, the Reds have Trevor Bauer, Lorenzen, Nick Castellanos, who's a beast. Amir Garrett. Amir Garrett, I mean, the superhero. (laughs) We all know. Became popular last year from... Pretty much taking an entire team by himself. <laughs> Legend. Like a beast. Um, Just a, a team full of youngins who are, all have great personalities and shit. And then you have the Braves on the other side, which probably the same thing. Acuna, like one of the better selling jerseys. Freaking like 19, 20 year old who's a beast. Nothing but dangers left and right, you know. Albies, Freddie Freeman, aka the new Vado. Because <laughs> the dude hits everything. Azuna. Azuna. <sighs> Asuna, yeah, like, should be a slugfest, or could be a slugfest, but even though this is, like, a really good team in the Braves and the Reds who barely made it, somehow this feels, like, really even when it comes to how I think about the series, and, yeah, I don't know, what do you think about it? The thing is, the Reds
1: started off the season really not living up to expectations, like, I think we even talked about them in the preview episode, but they've been super hot the last like few weeks or so and between like Bauer and Sonny Gray and others for pitching like they could pull off the upset the Braves also have Max Fried they lost Soroka which hurt but I don't know this could really go either way yeah I'm feeling like this is one of those things where I question is recency bias like affecting judgment too much and like will the Reds hot streak just stop where I'm really tempted to pick the Braves, but I don't know if that's just because, like, we know over the years the Braves have been solidified as, like, a strong team every year.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. But who are you going to go with?
1: Because we're going to pick either way,
0: so. Yeah, right now, I mean, I'm, like, in between. I've changed my picks, like, <laughs> two times as we've been talking about it. I'm leaning towards the Reds, though. Uh, I think with a Trevor Bauer backed by Sonny Gray start ace level i mean it's hard for me to say as a yankee fan about sonny gray but if they go back to back pitching how they've been pitching like throughout the season even with the good bats of the braves no matter how good your bat is like good pitching is hard to hit and i think they have that over the braves right now at this point mm. their bullpen once you get there hey, <laughs> all bets are off but I'm imagine the the reds i'm going for the upset on this one i think another big factor is also that like the
1: Braves have been there so they have the experience but the Reds are so hungry and like they have so much to prove i feel like at least for the 3 game series i'll give it to them too i think it'll push them over the edge
0: the Reds are a team full of i don't give a fuck people <laughs> i mean Amir Garrett there's like that video going around like right before he gets a strikeout and he's legit saying like yo i'm a bad motherfucker <laughs> and he just throws the ball and strikes the dude's out and like walks away <laughs> That's, like, psychopath mentality. Like, I wouldn't even want to face that dude. That dude's not normal in the head. Again, not even just from that, but we have, like, proof. This dude's just not normal. And that's scary. And, yeah, I have to go with the Reds on this one. They're also just really fun. I mean, I like the Braves, too. I like all their players. But it's also the weird season. Why not have the weird team make it?
1: Yeah, and something I think will keep talking about there are some teams this year that feel like teams of destiny and we mentioned the padres i think they're one i think the reds are another and i'll bring up any others as they come up there are
0: more but yeah agree and to finish off the first round on the nl side we have the chicago cubs versus the miami marlins yo that's if you would have told me they could (laughs) You know the Marlins are going to make the playoffs this year? I would have said, shut the fuck up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Plus, they started off the season with a whole COVID incident. Like, they were the, I don't know, bad kid who got in trouble for COVID, you know? And they missed some games and et cetera. But they came back somehow.
0: Yo, like, talk about the team that, to start off, like, the regular starting roster, I know maybe three players. <laughs> maybe. And then the whole COVID incident happens and miss a couple games. Half of their starters couldn't play. They had to bring in, like, a bunch of people yeah. from the minors. Still fucking killing. And this is on top of them already being a team you'd be like, no, not making Terrible, yeah. It. This is supposed to be, like, the worst team in the league. This is, like, unanimous. This is not us, like, bias. No, no, no. This like... Shout-out Jeter, the owner. <laughs> Yo, shout-out to the guy number two. <laughs> Respect with a two on it. Um somehow magically again how we were saying baseball is just fucking different and how things work out here they are in the playoffs as a six seed they weren't even like the last right there was a couple teams worse than them like that's (laughs) insane just think about that
1: it's wild and i wouldn't call them or maybe they're like on the border of team of destiny i wouldn't put that label on them yet but it's definitely a unique year for them like you said unexpected And on the other side, you have the Cubs, who I feel like they made it, yeah, and they even won their division, but I feel like the Cubs have just been off their game this year, not all the way there, not the Cubs we know, and I feel like the Marlins are going to win this series. I mean, you got Sixto Sanchez. I feel like they can steal two of three from the Cubs.
0: Mm, Yeah, I would also go with the upset on this one. The Cubs is just another team that I would compare very similarly to the Cardinals when it comes right. to, like, they yeah. just play fundamental baseball. They have something fun with Rizzo and Javi Baez, who's, like, the cover of be The Show and shit. He's, like, a star in the game, but...
1: But even he's been complaining about, like, this rule, the season of you can't look at video and between innings and stuff, like, I feel like they're just not fully tapped in.
0: Not there... I feel like people, fans, weren't really paying attention. I mean, if anything, you could see this series as possibly the least watchable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'll be fun because you're almost like rooting for the Marlins and shit. But when it comes to, like, actual TV numbers and ratings. Yeah. I mean, no one's we going to be like, watching this, twitching this Cubs, Marlins fan. We might have just as many views, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the numbers will be very low on this one doesn't mean it won't be fun maybe this will be like the most fun series because it could probably be like a battle to the end but yeah after all i think the marlins will end up taking this series another underdog taking the top dog <laughs> yeah tde shout out to kendrick where's that new album um i wouldn't say it would be an easy win but i want the marlins to take this one and i think they will and that's it for that i know
1: All right, let's head over to the AL, and let's begin with the series with the team who was supposed to be the story of the season before COVID, the Astros, who performed under 500. They were one of the teams who definitely should not have made it, but they snuck in barely over the Angels. I mean, I don't even know how the Angels held up to the last series of the season. Just embarrassing for the Astros. They also lost Verlander in the middle of the season. But real quick before we get into their series, how have you felt about like this weird season taking away from you know what's supposed to be a season all about revenge against the Astros?
0: One of the cons of the season was that we didn't get to see what would really happen to the Astros and everything they'd have to go through. Obviously, visiting ballparks and all that shit. Maybe it's something we could still see next year, but... I mean, I think fans will definitely boo them whenever fans get back into stands, but mm-hmm. yeah. We saw glimpses of it when they came to Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. Was it? Like they went to Dodger Stadium or some shit and there was fans outside booing. Yeah. Could have been fun. Mm-hmm. A whole season of that, I would have enjoyed it for sure. I think that's all baseball needed for this
1: season to be interesting, to have that villain, you know? But whatever. We're here. It's a crazy season. Yeah. I but- mean... It is satisfying for the Astros to have been playing shitty. I would have rather they not made the playoffs and the Angels instead, but the Angels definitely didn't deserve to. Again, this is like no one really should have even had those extra spots.
0: Right, exactly. They just shouldn't have been in it because they didn't deserve to be in it. But they're playing the Twins. It's a good team. I mean, they can hit, have good pitching, and they always have fun series with the Yankees when they do
1: man well that's the thing the twins have lost 16 playoff games in a row and all of them dating back to 2006 have been against
0: the yankees against the yanks <laughs> so this is if anything like a fucking gasp or is that what it said a gasp with fresh air or i don't know breath of fresh air, breath gasp <laughs> air related but it's just new to them maybe they're fucking like this is all they needed Just not to play the Yankees and maybe the confidence is back, which is good for them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. If I'm a Twins fan, I'm still like nervous just because you haven't had a win in that long. But if there's any team I want to play from the AL that made it, it's the Astros. And I think they'll take care of business. So I got the Twins going through.
0: Also have the Twins. Now let's move on to another series between the Cleveland Indians versus the Yankees.
1: Yes, sir our team. I mean this has been such a roller coaster year for the Yankees and as a fan. Like I feel like they went through one of the worst stretches in recent memory and year after year they keep having these injuries that somehow keep getting worse. I mean I don't know if this year is worse or better than last year in that way but both have sucked on that end and this is a team that when they have everyone healthy they could be the best team in the league. But they often don't. That's the problem. And even with some of the best guys, they've still gone through these big slumps. So they're just so inconsistent. I mean, you have some people who have been kind of the baseline steady guys, like DJ LeMayhew and Luke Voigt. Voigt led the league in home runs. DJ won the batting title. Yes, sir. First ever to do it in the modern era in both leagues. And then we got Garrett Cole in the offseason who many people think is the best pitcher in baseball. He's done off and on this year a little bit, but we got him in the first matchup of the series against Shane Bieber, who is going to win the AL Cy Young, possibly the AL MVP, and has just been so dominant all year where normally you would feel pretty confident with Cole, but in this time, it's just like such a flip of the coin. Anything gonna happen, and I just really don't feel confident in this series. Like, they could win and it wouldn't necessarily be surprising but if they lose and get slaughtered i also would not be surprised
0: yeah i'm pretty nervous about this i actually don't feel very confident in the yankees at this point uh they're very streaky but also their streaks end rapidly yeah. like it's not a slow, they crash and burn they crash and we've seen it many times even within the small season yeah a lot of it had to do with injuries just in case you didn't know, you mentioned it earlier, but at a point we had seven out of the nine starters were like backups. Yeah. Which, which is crazy. fucking insane. Especially in a season like this one. I'm even afraid of that in the playoffs. It's the playoffs, so you know, you gotta run every out, try to catch every ball, and I feel like anything down the gap and Judge or Giancarlo are running fast, it's a pool muscle. Yeah. It's a quad blown, <laughs> you know, like an injury's <laughs> gonna happen. It's not a matter of if, it's like when. The only way I give him a chance is if somehow, some way, game one, Garrett Cole is a Garrett Cole that we want and know, and he just goes par up with like Shane Bieber. And I'm not saying he gets the dub, but maybe they both leave the game and it's like tied or something. Right. If that's the case, it's like the seventh inning, game one, and we're like tied one one or two two, whatever it is. I'd probably gain all the confidence back because then their other pitches or whatever. But if they win that first game, I think it's slow for the Yankees. Still take the Yankees to win this one <laughs> because I think that's like their only weapon. And I'm assuming that Cole and Tanaka are going to like be playoff mode and like bring their shit. But again, I could be wrong very easily.
1: I wish I could say I had that optimism, but I don't. So I'm going to choose the Indians in this one. Not mad at that. Next up in the AL we got the Oakland A's versus the Chicago White Sox. Another like this
0: could go either way
1: series I feel like.
0: Fun teams. Chicago White Sox is a team that they were like a sleeper before the season started but everyone kind of had their eye on them like Yo, right. don't be surprised if the White <laughs> Sox, you know. Yeah. Cuz I mean their core is crazy. A bunch of youngsters that are all super talented pitching and hitting like both ways strong cubans i think there's like one dominican and eloy jimenez but everything else is like cuban power and they're fucking killing they didn't disappoint pretty fun they also have tim anderson who was giving dj a little battle for the batting title but Mm -hmm. dj i mean like a true king (laughs) came on top and on the pitching they have lucas giolito who threw a
1: no-hitter this season and also beast we mentioned cubs pitcher did that that had never happened to chicago teams but Anyway, yeah, Giolito is going to be hard to
0: beat. Yeah, and it's a team that's going to put up bronze on anybody. Like, that's their specialty in bats. And then you have the A's, which are like the scrappiest team all time. And not even just this year, it's like every year. Yeah. They find a fucking way to either make the playoffs or get really close to with a bunch of nobodies pretty much.
1: Although, I was super happy that Loriano became more of a household name this season after. His incident with the Astros and their bench coach or bench coach
0: or third base coach (laughs) I don't even know nobody nobody
1: (laughs) I mean he's been one of the most exciting outfielders to watch in recent years and I really like him so I'm happy he's got more notoriety now unfortunately the A's did lose Matt Chapman though which I think really hurts them they did add Jake Lamb who's been doing good and they also got Tommy LaStella from the Angels So they picked up some people. I don't know. This one's really tough. Like the White Sox, I was mentioning, you know, teams of destiny. They feel like they could be one of those. Mm -hmm. The A's, like, they're not as bad as the twins of like losing so many games in a row. But the A's are known to consistently lose in the wild card game after looking good during the season. So I'm not fully sold on them yet. And
0: without Chapman, I'm going to choose the White Sox. The White Sox are just too hot. The A's are, like, consistent, but they don't tend to clutch up that much. And, yeah, losing Chapman, it's not the same. They do have La Stella, which is fucking insane. Like, (laughs) that whole stat that he's only struck out, like, 10 times this year. Yeah, and he had, like, a
1: 50-something game or 50-something at-bat thing where he hit the ball every time or something like that. Yeah,
0: it's insane. That's, like, some old-school baseball Tony Gwynn type shit that you don't really hear about anymore. So you have players like that, like they're gonna make this a series, and it's weird because I wouldn't be surprised if the A's win this, but I don't see them winning the World Series. And to the same point, it's weird because <laughs> I can see the White Sox losing this series, but I can also see them winning at all. It's super strange. Mm-hmm. Like they can yeah. lose this, but they can also well, like win like the whole thing. Hot or not, you know? Yeah, but not with the A's. Like they could win this, right. but I don't see them taking it. Um, it's pretty weird, but. I have the the White Sox taking this. Yeah. And then we have a battle of the East Coast. Not really the coast, because now we're talking about Buffalo Blue Jays. It's kind (laughs) of weird. But basically, the Toronto Blue Jays face the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, Rays, number
1: one team in the league. And super deep across the board. The Blue Jays have like a nice young core, but they're not experienced enough yet. Like, I don't see them... Having any chance in this series?
0: No, I mean it's weird because it's like a theme throughout the playoffs. It's like a bunch of teams with like a young core, which yeah. you don't see often. You usually, see one or two teams make it like that. But the teams that are always up there are like you know the veterans and like the solid. No, this year we actually have a lot of fun players in it, which is kind of cool to see. I mean, half of it is because there's 16 teams in it, but <laughs> Blue Jays are fun. They could hit, but. They're the team out of all these teams that will find a way to lose the game just because of their inexperience. And then you have the Rays who are like fucking ice on the veins. (laughs) In this series, they for sure take it.
1: All right, so we've covered first rounds in each league. And we talked about each team, so now this should be quicker. But let's go through the next round matchups to kind of you know go to our eventual champion prediction. So this will be a bit more rapid fire. And we did have some different picks, but we'll just figure it out as we go. So Dodgers versus Padres, we agree on that. Mm-hmm. Who you got winning this one?
0: This is a fun one, yeah. Yeah, this one like, would be crazy. Battle of Southern California. Two fun teams. The best team with the most fun team, I guess. Yeah. Good pitching in both, even though the Padres pitching isn't the healthiest at the moment. I'm picking life right now. <laughs> thinking going padres bro. I'm, a, I'm sorry to my dodger <laughs> listeners and friends this is more of like a a gut thing right i do know dodgers are probably favorites here but i'd like to see the padres move on yeah i go with that the padres to me feel like
1: the miami heat right yeah they got young star tatis and tyler hero you got a veteran-ish player machado and jimmy butler You got other players that, you know, kind of help you out. But overall, like a young, exciting, fun team. Mm -hmm. Then you're playing the Dodgers, who are in the same city as the Lakers. Both, you know, the favorites. Yeah. (laughs) Both the best teams in the league. And this is the NBA Finals matchup. We're recording this, like, right after the NBA Finals has been set. In both series, I want to see the Padres and Heat win. But I feel like the Dodgers and Lakers are going to win. (sighs) Wow. so i'm gonna choose the dodgers i feel like they also are like hungrier than they've ever been because after the astros got no punishment and they should have gotten that title the dodgers and like Manfred called the trophy a piece of metal like the dodgers just are so overdue and they have like crazy motivation and they added mookie like i i think they're just gonna pass them
0: i'd go into a deep depression if i was a dodger (laughs) fan and we don't win this year
1: yeah, I'd. <sighs> on the other NL side, we got Marlins versus the Reds. We both agreed on that. Mm-hmm. So I think the Reds win this one. I feel like they're just deeper than the Marlins. Again, it's baseball.
0: Anything can happen, but this is also a weird matchup. Yeah. Like We could also be <laughs> very wrong on both of these picks, right. which is weird. I'm going to go with the Reds. Yeah, the Marlins' crazy, weird season has to come at an end yeah like they're good enough
1: to go past one yeah exactly but that's it it's
0: gonna end way sometime before the world series and i think this is the right spot Uh, the reds would for sure move on
1: and if the reds play the cubs you think same thing no i think the cubs will eat
0: them to experience the experience a little deeper but i don't know i don't see either of them actually making it past this round so yeah, I won't even discuss it much after that.
1: Dodgers slash Padres are obviously going to beat whoever is on the other side. Yeah,
0: Dodgers or Padres, but obviously, I mean, Padres. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's go to the AL. Rays versus Indians or Yankees. I mean, I think the Rays probably beat either one. Too strong. Uh, the like, Yankees the pitching is great, on, especially the Indians with Bieber and even Cole with the Yankees, but I just don't see either beating the Rays. The Rays made the Yankees look
0: awful this year,
1: and like, a rivalry is like
0: brewing. I mean, it's already kind of here. But. It's something there. Yeah, it's like stronger. I mean, it doesn't have the history of like a Yankees-Boston, but right. when it comes to like the actual players in it, I'm sure the Yankees yeah. enjoy the Tampa Bay series way more because of this rivalry for good reason. I mean, fucking Rays could just throw any pitcher out of the bullpen, and they're they're probably yeah. gonna do fine. The Yankees don't have that. They're like a weird powerhouse, and yeah, I I see the race going into the third round. All right, and then we got the twins
1: playing. Probably the White Sox, maybe the A's. Who you think advances from there?
0: Twins. Twins, damn. I'm gonna keep it simple. Yeah, they're they're also inspired, and they're a team that like I haven't really paid much attention to, but. Every time I did or they came across, it was like fucking bombs, stingers, good performances, good plays. Miguel Sano hitting the fucking fifth deck of target (laughs) field. Like, have a good team.
1: Yeah, I feel like they'll have confidence from beating the Astros and actually making it in a playoff round. But I think they're going to lose to whoever wins the A's White Sox series. But then I think that team will lose to the Rays and the Rays will go to the World Series. I mean, do you think the Rays will beat the Twins? Yeah. All right. So, World Series, we got Rays versus either Dodgers or Padres from the NL. Let's just do both scenarios. Who do you think wins either one?
0: This one's easy for me. Doesn't matter what. It feels like a, a NL type of year. Yeah. The destiny is the NL. Yeah. Specifically, Southern California NL <laughs> with the Padres and the Dodgers. Doesn't matter who. Whether Tampa Bay or Cleveland or Yankees, whoever's in the World Series, I think this is for the Padres or the Dodgers to take.
1: Yeah, and honestly, I'd be happy with any of these three teams winning. Like, it'd be cool to see all of them get a ring. Obviously, we're Yankees fans, but like I said, I don't have much hope for them. And in terms of who I think will win, I agree. It'll be whoever of those two is there. So that's our playoff predictions. We're recording this Monday night, the day after the season ended, but this episode is coming out Wednesday morning with our usual schedule, so some games will have happened Tuesday because it's starting the 29th, but we haven't seen those when we
0: recorded this. So So overall, short little COVID season, fun while we had it. We kind of are cool with most of the rule changes and hope they get implemented, especially the DH. make that happen asap we both agree on the playoffs mostly some changes here and there but we do think that uh nl west team is gonna take it it's not the yankees here so overall for the season for me i was like somewhat skeptical going
1: into it not of like the gameplay but more of you know the health issues like if mlb could control it because they weren't going to be in a total bubble like the nba was and all this stuff and definitely had some rough patches to start and it's definitely not perfect now but they've gotten much more of a handle on it and in the past month especially it's been like really good on testing so I would give overall I guess like some respect for that for at least the regular season being pretty decent with how it turned out in that element and then in terms of the gameplay like we said both of us didn't really care about no fans in the stands, and it was pretty good baseball overall. It was mediocre as a Yankees fan, brutal at times, but I'm excited for the playoffs, even with there being too many teams. should still be fun and interesting regardless, so where we're at right now, the season is looking like a pro overall, and I think it'll also be super memorable. I mean, we'll see how the playoffs go, but At least for the regular season, because it was so unique and short and jam-packed, it'll be one we definitely remember.
0: Well said. And that wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You can find me at Same Old Kev pretty much everywhere.
1: And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything.
0: Let's go, Padres.